you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked on Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, and alongside me, I like the way I used that yesterday, is Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, it was... A long day for us fans. I'm sure even longer for the players. How are you holding up? Yeah, we, we at least we have the benefit of being on the West Coast. So it's still, I mean, it's only a little bit later than a regular Dodger Stadium game would have been. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel bad for the players who it's two in the morning as we're recording this. We're recording at 11 o'clock Pacific time. So it's two in the morning there, which means they have another game in ten and a half hours, and they haven't even left the stadium yet. So, uh, yeah, I am definitely doing better than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I was counting down. All right, if we do the podcast and we finish around this time, I get it posted by this time, then I'll get this much sleep. And that's just watching the game. Yeah, we I just have to watch it. Yeah, I can't even imagine those guys. And, and I think it's something that goes miss. Is like it's such a grind. I remember that year I was. Green, you know, three to three to four games a week, depending how many games they play at Dodger Stadium. Uh, you know, and that's just going to the stadium and watching the games, and you know, doing all the other stuff that comes with being a media member. And third, there'd be days I go two two days in a row, and I'd be exhausted. I don't know how they, those guys do it. Have you read that book, The Grind? I have not. It's about it's about the baseball season. It's actually it's about the Nationals. It, it was Barry Sverluga who writes for one of those Washington D.C. papers. He wrote it, and and so it's focused on the Nationals. It's really interesting, though. I interviewed him uh, back in 2016 when the book came out for a different podcast I was doing. Uh, but it's very interesting. Focuses a lot on Ian Desmond and a few other guys from the Nationals back then, and just talks about the grind of a of a long season. So. Uh, I'd recommend that if you're looking for a good baseball book. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, speaking of the grind of the long season and the Dodgers, today's show, we're just going to keep it fairly quick for you guys since the Dodgers have an early game uh, right now, probably, if you're listening to it or on the way to work or whatever you're doing. We are going to talk about the bullpen and how Joe Kelly and some others can kind of help out the front office and then we're going to talk about the deep actually we're going to start with the defense since that's a little bit more of a negative per se we're going to talk about the defense and how it's struggled a little bit the last couple weeks but before all that a reminder to subscribe to locked on dodgers you can do so on the himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts when you get in your car tell your smart device to play podcast locked on dodgers today's show is also brought to you in part by Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code Locked On. It's a pretty good deal. I don't, I don't personally use that stuff. I prefer to, if I'm gonna, you know, have a meal, I prefer to get out of bed and go get it myself. But that's a pretty good deal. 
Yeah, that's a terrible attitude you have, Vince. Make somebody <laughs> bring it to you. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, I guess if I had free delivery, I would. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Go use the code locked on on Postmates app and get yourself some free delivery. All right, let's talk about the Dodgers defense. This is spurred by the Dodgers not playing great defense lately. We touched on AJ Pollock last night, but Davis Say of AM570 had a tweet today that the Dodgers have 25, what was it, 25 errors in their last 18 games? I think that was it. And this was their fourth straight game with at least fourth straight game with at least two errors. So obviously not a great thing, but there's a little bit of a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, First of all, those numbers don't even count uh, A.J. Pollock's play at the end of yesterday's game. I just realized today that Pollock did not get an error on that last play of the game. They gave Bryce Harper a double on that. So that was some some friendly scorekeeping if you're A.J. Pollock. I guess probably intended to be friendly towards Harper to inflate his doubles number. But anyway, yeah, so the Dodgers, they have a situation where they have a lot of guys playing a lot of different positions. And, you know, sometimes that's the answer. Of course, you look at the at the actual numbers, Corey Seager has a lot of errors this year. That's part of the problem. Uh, but also, Max Muncie has the most errors on the team. Even before his two tonight, uh, I think that gives him 12 or 13 on the season now. And so he has the most errors on the team. A- and I'm sure some of that is he is playing three different positions. And, and we've talked about it all season. He's playing them well. And that's kind of, you know, errors are misleading, or they can be. Because uh, you can have a play where... Uh, if, if you're a first baseman who doesn't move on a ground ball, like say, you know, let's think of a hypothetical name. What's a good made up name? Oh, Schmelbert Schmuschels. Uh, let's say your name is Schmelbert Schmuschels and there's a ground ball hit four feet to your right and you just stand there and it goes past you. You don't get an error on that. Whereas if you are a more athletic first baseman, let's say Schmack Schmuncy and there's a, a ground ball hit 15 feet to your right and you go and you get your glove on it, and then you bobble it coming out of the glove, sometimes you get an error called on that. So, you know, uh, errors, it's not that they're always misleading, but they can be misleading, and they're definitely not the best way to gauge a team's defensive output. That said, it's definitely, uh, and it has been an issue the last couple weeks, that they are making too many errors. And it hasn't come back to bite them too often, uh, in fact, you know, last night's or, you know, whatever, Tuesday night's game, the two plays in the ninth inning that we talked about on yesterday's episode that, uh, you know, I was upset about Pollock's defense. Neither of those actually counted as an error. They were there was a bloop single and they and apparently a double for Bryce Harper. Uh, so double I mean, errors don't tell that whole story. But uh Overall, I, I'm still relatively pleased with the Dodgers' defense this year. Definitely overall, I'm very pleased. They still have very good defensive track record for the season. I'm hoping that I, there, there's peaks and valleys throughout the baseball season in every way. You know, Hitters go through slumps. Pitchers go through slumps. And I think defense goes through slumps too. And so it's hard to look at two weeks or three weeks and say, oh, this team has suddenly forgot how to play defense. Uh, I'm I'm still hoping it's a valley and that we're gonna, you know, head back up to another peak of, of good defense 
And really, as long as they're playing the good defense in October, that's really what it boils down to. If the hitting is hitting in October, if the bullpen is bullpenning in October, and if the defense is defensing in October, that's what we're looking for. Uh, but, you know, so I'm aware, but not too concerned right at this moment. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the moving around and guys, you know, Max Muncy has revamped his defense, but he's still not necessarily a good third baseman. I'd say he's a pretty good second baseman at this point and pretty good first baseman, but you know, third base a little different. Uh, like I said, Seager, he's had, he had some issues this year, but I, I just think the I think the main issue, obviously the Dodgers defense in general is really good based on defensive metrics. However, uh, you want to take defensive metrics as a stat or whatever stats you want to use. But I think the biggest thing is how I, it feels like a lot of the errors in the bad play comes at the same time and what they've already had a few innings this year where they'll make a couple errors in the inning or misplay a couple balls in the inning uh and like i said four straight games with at least two errors that's that's bunching i think that's the main issue as a whole i'm not really worried about the defense uh, there was a we didn't even talk about jock peterson at first base or, or you did a little bit but that's that may not be a thing come October. If Dave Rosenthal's reporting from an article that came out yesterday is correct, I feel they said the Dodgers might be keeping Bellinger in the outfield for you know, takes which with what you will for a Gold Glove consideration. But then once it comes playoff time, he'll go back to first, and they'll have Pollock, Doogie, and, and possibly Jock in the outfield. So you know they'll they'll, they'll nail it down. They need to. I don't remember off the top any really big defensive miscues the last couple of years. Uh, you can, if, well, you can call Puig not listening to the, mm. the little stat card as that. But other than that, I don't remember really any big defensive issues when they've really needed it. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. And one thing we've seen in the postseason the last several years is Dave Roberts is going to put the best team out there. Um, even if that means, you know, putting Cody Bellinger at first base, or if it means sitting somebody because they can't hit lefties and lefties pitching and everybody in the world is mad at you. Um, you know, in the postseason, this team is going to, they're going to put out their best lineup and that's going to, yeah, I think that'll probably be Bellinger. You know, we'll see what everybody's health is like then, but wouldn't be surprised to see Bellinger at first in the postseason. Absolutely. Yep. All right. That'll do it for the first part of the show. On the next part, we're going to talk about the bullpen. But before we go to break, a another sponsor brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Be like Jeff. Be like me. We'll be right back. All right. Let's take a quick break. For the next minute or two, we're going to talk about SEX. So if you have any KIDS in the CAR, go ahead and plug their EARS for a minute, okay? Hope I spelled all those words right, and I hope you could tell what they meant. Uh, have you ever gone to the barber and wondered why there's a bunch of gray hairs on the ground when they're done cutting your hair? Or have you ever played catch with your son and then you feel like a truck hit you for the next couple days? Or maybe when it comes to the sexy times, are you maybe just maybe a little less always ready to go than you were when you were younger? Don't answer those questions out loud and please do not tweet your answers at us. It's none of our business. In fact, to quote Michael Jackson from back when we were allowed to acknowledge his existence, ain't nobody's business but mine and my baby. That's where BlueChew.com comes in. 
If you want to increase your performance and get some extra confidence in bed, check out Blue Chew. That's blue as in I bleed Dodger blue and chew as in Madison Bumgarner likes to chew out opponents who pimp homers or flip bats or look at him because he's a crybaby and a stunted immaturity, whatever he is. Anyway, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. But the best part is... Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a boost in the bedroom, either in quality, quantity, or both. I mean, I obviously don't have any problems in that department. I don't mean to brag, but I do have three whole kids. But I have to admit, even I am a little bit intrigued. So anyway, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Dodgers. All right, we are back, and as you all know, second half of the show means Obscure Dodger of the Day. My Obscure Dodger, not necessarily obscure to me because he was a Dodger when I was of proper, uh, the right age, the older age, when I can kind of remember players more. Uh, And that's Eric Young, Eric Young Sr. Eric Young was drafted by the Dodgers in 1989 in the 43rd round. He debuted with the Dodgers in 1992. He was, oh, he was drafted by the Rockies the expansion draft. I was wondering how he went to the Rockies and then in 1992 and then traded back to the Dodgers in 1997 for Pedro Stasio where he played a couple more years with the Dodgers and he went on to play with the Rangers, Padres, Cubs, Brewers, Giants. Uh, I just remember him second baseman. I remember stealing bases. Uh, pretty much that's it. He was a decent hitter. Nothing too crazy. Made an all-star team with the Rockies and was a silver slugger with the Rockies. Uh, but, yeah, just one of those guys that I remember probably mostly because he played with the Dodgers in 97, 98, 99, and that was the peak of probably my video game playing career when I would play the game so much and I knew all the players from those years. Yeah, he's uh, he was very fast, but he also wasn't necessarily an outstanding base stealer. He stole 465 base in his career, but he was ta- caught 168 times. So his percentage wasn't great. He led the National League in both steals and caught stealing in 96. Uh, in 99, he led the major leagues. He was caught stealing 22 times. Uh, but yeah, uh, he was. Uh, he played for four of the five National League West teams, and later he coached the fifth one. So he played for the Rockies, Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. And then later he was a coach for the Diamondbacks. Might still be a coach for the Diamondbacks. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And his kid played in the league. Or is currently, he's still in the league, kind of. Yeah, he's 
been. Oh no, not this year. Yeah, but he's been up and down. He's, I think he's still technically technically active. Even yeah. Though he's not in the big leagues right at this moment. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about the bullpen. The Dodgers game got cut short by a rain delay. Kenta Maeda didn't. What was it? Two two innings. Yep. Um, and the Dodgers had to fill in the rest. They did so admirably, and they got the win. And I think, you know, the kind of the part we want to focus on is if Joe Kelly is good and keeps pitching like he's been pitching, then that's kind of like acquiring a reliever at the deadline. If the Dodgers can get Rich Hill back and keep Julio Udias in the bullpen, who was really good again in his outing, then that's another strong arm in the bullpen. And Pedro Baez doesn't tip pitches seemingly. He had another good night coming in the outing and looked good last after Roberts talked to him on Sunday after he gave up the home runs. Or yeah, Sunday or Sunday. So with those three plus Jansen who's still above average, that's a pretty solid core four. And then the Dodgers can add to that. Obviously it's contingent on a lot of things. But, you know, if you look at the bullpen as a whole right now, maybe it doesn't seem as strong when you think about it in the terms of October. If you have those four plus a couple other people that come from either outside the organization or maybe inside the organization or someone steps up, it's not looking that bad. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it all year. There's potential for a really good bullpen here. Uh, Between, like you said, Kenley and Kelly and Baez and Julio, you know, even Dylan Floro. Caleb Ferguson, you know, at times is really, really good. They have a lot of potential there. Uh, if we're looking at, you know, at eight-man bullpen in the postseason, uh, you know, if you have those, you know, five of those guys plus, you know, JT Shagwa might be good all of a sudden. JT Shagwa has looked really good for the most part since he came back up for the minors. Um yeah, but they definitely still need to add one or two guys. And, and hopefully, you know, it, when I think about Felipe Vasquez in this Dodgers bullpen, I mean, it makes me just tingle. Uh, I love the idea of having another closer. And, you know, Kenley can still be the closer, but just have kind of the rule be, okay, Kenley, you never throw on back-to-back days ever again uh, th- th- this season. And until, you know, next in April we can talk about it again. But for now... Uh, have Kenley never throw back-to-back days because I do think he is more effective when he has a little bit more rest in the postseason. If he never throws back-to-back days, it's almost guaranteed that for the most part he'll have two days off. Uh, you know, obviously you've got games three, four, and five of a seven-game series. He could theoretically go through games three and five, but for the most part, you're going to have more rest. Uh, and if you have a guy like Vasquez there to fill that hole, um, I would love to see that. Plus, you know, there have been reports about like Jake Diekman from the Royals. I don't know if, you know, Jake Diekman's got great stuff. Uh, you know, we I think you compared him on Twitter to maybe a Tony Singrani type pickup. Uh, Jake Diekman could be an answer. We'd have to see what Rick Honeycutt could do with him. You know, there's potential. I think they need to go out and get one or two big names and not just for their names. I'm not talking to Craig Kimbrell. I'm talking a Felipe Vasquez kind of guy. I, I it, you know, we still don't know who's going to be available. The Pirates definitely should be making Vasquez available. Uh, just a question of whether the Dodgers or anybody else will meet their price. 
But yeah, you know, the Dodgers bullpen has definitely been their weakness, been their Achilles heel this year. Uh, and it's showing signs of coming together. And like you said, Joe Kelly, uh, trading crappy Joe Kelly for good Jay Kelly, Joe Kelly is a really good trade deadline move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm definitely still of the mindset that they need the big name, the big guy, the, you know, basically the closer in waiting kind of, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Felipe Vasquez, that dude is just, if I mean, just go Google his name and look, just go Google him and look at him. The guy just looks like a monster. Um, yeah. And they, they, you know, having those guys just lengthens everyone. If Pedro Baez is your sixth inning guy per, you know, technically speaking, that's a really, really, really good bullpen. So Absolutely. they got him. They still got to make the move. Hope I, I trust that they will. I don't know if they'll do the two big guys. I, I hope they do one and you know, kind of like, like you said with, with Deekman, I mean, Tony Watson and Singrani weren't heralded moves two years ago and they turned out to be really good. And then they ended up getting you Darvish after the deadline. So it made the deadline even more of a win for the Dodgers. So I, I'm sure they'll, they'll get a guy that we don't think of. And, you know, maybe Deekman's that guy or someone of that caliber who maybe doesn't have the best numbers, but has the stuff. And, you know, there's the quote unquote Friedman guys with the spins and the velocities and, you know, all the other intent or all the other statistics and analytics that I mean, we don't look for generally, but that they're looking for and they're going to try to get in with honeycut and sequencing and all the other words that we've heard pitchers use when they come over to the Dodgers, it, it can make for a turnaround. So the time is ticking. We got less than two weeks till their deadline. So, you know, or now two weeks exactly. So, it, it's a, it'll be a fun uh, couple weeks and all the rumors should start coming out in the next week or so when teams kind of decide, okay, we're selling and we're, or we're not selling. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned the, the Dodgers play at nine 30 this morning, you know, probably around the time you're listening to this. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they're facing Aaron Nola. Hopefully they can put a beating on him, finish off a good series win. It's it's funny to, you know, you're talking about they've made at least two errors in four straight games. Oh, and by the way, they're 3-1 and one in those games and are one honest Kenley Jansen away from being 4-0 and oh in those games. So yeah. it's important to keep the defense in perspective, the issues they're having, uh, even the bullpen issues. You know, it they have the best record in baseball. And obviously, you know, we all want that World Series championship, and we do know that the bullpen needs to be strengthened. But I sure am enjoying this uh, this summertime team and enjoying this season. Yeah. Another quick note before we get out of here on on Jansen. Dave Roberts was upset that with Jansen's comments about he should have come out of the game that his ankle or foot was feeling numb because that's not what he told Dave Roberts, which is kind of what we what we assumed anyways. Uh, and Robert said they had a discussion about it. But I, I think what I tweeted it to, and it's just a, a thing of Dave Roberts. I mean, if you're a player's manager, that means you know your guys. And you know that, you know, Kershaw and Jansen and most pitchers aren't going to say anything at that point. So you kind of have to use a little bit of two-way judgment. And I understand believing in, in, in your players, but you also kind of got to realize that they're not always going to be truthful. Yeah, especially once you saw him limping. You know, yeah. the, the taking his word for it at first after he got hit, I'm totally fine with. I don't blame Roberts for that at all. Once once 
uh, Kenley was visibly limping, you got to get him out of there. And it might have been too late by then anyway. You know, yeah. at that point, the Phillies had already scored one run. It was first and third and one out uh, by the time we saw Kenley limping. And so, uh, you know, who knows what happens, but, you know, it, there's got to be a balance there. But, yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts is right to be upset with Kenley about that because, you know, the way I think it was Bill Plunkett put it, uh, Kenley was more honest with the media after the game than he was with Roberts during the game. And you got to – trust has to go both ways. And, it, it, you know, Roberts trusting his guys, taking their word, you they have to be honest with him. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Remember the Dodgers are – playing very soon or maybe as you're listening to this the game is on youtube and only on youtube so everyone can watch or hersheiser will be part of the broadcast crew i forget who else is with them but oral's one of the guys so at least we'll have one one of the guys on the on the crew uh thank you for listening to locked on dodgers we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the final game of the series and hopefully an error-free game but if not hopefully a win in general. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the show on Himalaya or wherever you think we sound best. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use. If you like the show, then you got to show us. I'm going to repeat it. If you like the show, then you got to show us. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Tell anybody you know. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnDodgers. You can follow Jeff at Snydog. You can follow me at Vince Samperio. If you ever want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 323-863-LOCK. That's 323-863-L-O-C-K. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play a podcast locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye!